the millennial way. A podcast made for the on-the-go millennial, giving you tips and advice on how to up-level your career, teaching you the things they don't teach you in school. When they ask why, just tell them it's the millennial way. Here's your host, Chase Coleman. Y'all, welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Way. I have one amazing guest with us today, and I'm, I'm so excited to have him back on the damn show. This is, this is amazing. But as you guys know, the NBA Finals are set. We got the Raptors, and we got the Warriors. Now, I'm actually cheering for the Raptors because, uh, yes, Kawhi, he took them there. But also my boy Jordan Lloyd, who I mentioned last week, he's going to the dang NBA finals like to say that that was a dream or like it's unreal to even think about it and when I think about Jordan it's hard not to think about our buddy Dejan who passed away five years ago to this date I mean a couple days ago and you know as as tough as it is going through something like that to see someone like Jordan continue to strive and be as successful as he's been on his non-linear path to the NBA is amazing and now he's playing in the NBA finals which we're so excited for him. So, Jordan, go out there. Go kill it. I really hope you guys can beat the Warriors. They're really, really good, but you guys are really good too. So let's go Raptors. We to North. But now on to the show. So today I have my boy, my brother, my COO, my guy, Andre Norris on the line with us today, guys. And today we're going to talk about some of the fun stuff that we have coming up. We've been working really, really hard on the Millennial Way now that it's finally a business we're actually the Millennial Way LLC. Super excited about that. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about personal health and how that can really come to fruition and how we've battled personal health issues before. And I think everybody is. And it's a constant improvement and we need to constantly improve ourselves. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Andre, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing today, my man? Oh, man, I'm doing really well. It's always a great, great time to be on the linear way with you obviously like you said uh, helping you on the back end and doing a lot of the things behind the scenes making sure that we were able to finally you know legitimize and get to where we are is really where i get dirty but i always love and marvel at the fact of how you connect with the people and how we're able to connect with our audiences and i'm always glad to you know get on here and just give some of the ideas and thoughts that are happening from someone that's behind the scenes I love it. I love it. And as you know, if it wasn't for you, I don't know if we'd be as successful. I think we make one hell of a team. And I'm like, I'm just blessed to have you here. And, and not only in my life as my friend and my brother, but also as my business partner. So one thing I wanted to talk about just to kick this this episode off was about all the fun stuff that we have coming up. And like Andre said, he's been working behind the scenes. I'm more of the forefront guy, I guess, in in terms of just like you guys hear and see, hear my voice, see my face a lot more, but Andre is a freaking all-star worker. He's So we heard from him in, what was it, season one, Andre, when we were talking about your job with Shelby County Schools and how you're a project IT manager and how you got there. But now we're working on a bunch of fun stuff. We got our newsletter kick in. We're, I mean, even writing a book that's coming out within about a year. And then we're also working on some fun presentation stuff. So as you guys know, I've actually spoken at Stets University, our alma mater, also spoken at the University of Washington and a couple other places. I 
was in front of my entire company just a couple weeks ago. And Andre and I are on a mission to continue to get in front of more schools, in front of more people, and just continuing to help share this knowledge that we have, that we have and that we've learned from other people as well. So if you guys want your school to reach out to us or want to reach out to us in order to get in contact with your school for us to come talk with you guys, let us know, reach out to us, and we will definitely try to accommodate it. And we have so many topics. I mean, so many different topics that we could speak on, and it's super, super exciting. And Andre, we'd love to hear from you, kind of your your perspective on what we have coming up and, and how you're feeling about it. I'm just really excited, like you said, but also I'm, I'm also what I would like to say, uh, nervous, right? Like you talked about with the finals, you're getting nervous about new endeavors and new things because you know you're ready for them and you care about them. So I don't know if any of our viewers have seen any of the interviews with the finalists as the actual players, but a lot of them have talked about this week about nerves and about how conquering your nerves allows you to have a lot of power moving forward. And that if you don't necessarily have good nerves before certain situations, it might mean you're not necessarily ready or putting that much care or effort into that. So, you know, in these situations, talking about our new endeavors, the newsletter, like you said, going and trying to uh, get in front of as many, not just schools, but bodies of people that are trying to better themselves. And then putting that on top of the fact that we got some things that we want to do as far as marketing and connecting with some other companies that are in the same realm of speaking and engagements. And then also just things out of the box, just small engagements, small interactions we want to have with people. The idea is that we've gotten to this ability now where we can share this wealth of knowledge with people. So I don't want to hoard it. And I'm excited that we get multiple opportunities and multiple facets to publish it and put it out to the people. Yeah. I mean, you're spot on. And I think one thing that's really important that you said is you're nervous. I'm nervous as hell. And it's funny. I was talking to my, my director last week actually, and she was asking me about why I felt so comfortable in front of people and to your point, it's like, if you're not actually nervous about these types of things, then you're never actually going to perform at your best, right? I, my, I just remember my high school football coach used to always be like, if you're nervous, that's a great thing because you're going to perform at your best because you know you're ready and you want to continue to perform at your best. And when I was talking with my director last week, I told her, she was like, hey, like, what makes you so comfortable in front of people? Like, you know, what is it that that gets you kind of going and, and why do you feel just so so comfortable to, to speak about any topic or talk about anything in front of other people, especially hundreds of people who are literally there watching you on stage. And I told her it's exciting for me. It's a great opportunity for me. I prep for it every morning, every night. Like I think about it consistently, but like you said, those nerves as I'm getting ready to walk up to the stage are freaking real. My pits are sweating every time. My stomach feels like it's in a bit of a knot. And then right as I start walking up that stage, it's almost like, I feel like we're running out of the football tunnel. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm here. And it's time to do this. And then once the lights are, are on you, it's almost like you completely forget about all the nerves and then you just get ready to perform. And then once you walk off, it's like you get that sense of, whew, that was, uh, that was really riveting and really energizing because of the fact that I had so many nerves before that. So to your point, it's like all those guys who are getting ready to play in the finals they're nervous as crap because they've been preparing for this for the entire season. I mean, they play 81 games during the regular season. They have to make it through three rounds of of the best of seven. Some of them go to seven games. Some of them don't. So I'm right there with you, bro. Like 
super nervous, but also super excited about the future because I think it is, it, it's very promising for us. At least I, I, I believe that. I know you do you too. I know but... that. I don't just believe it. Exactly. Exactly. And now we're going to jump into health. So one thing that I always learned from you, Andre, was that personal health is something that we need to continually take care of and that it's not always something that's finite, right? It's something that we consistently have to continue working on and would love to get your perspective on kind of personal health, mental health, and how that really truly ties into like our everyday mission of consistent improvement. Okay. I think this is a great topic because not only do we talk about just the constant, uh, well, constant, but somewhat new uh, state of society and how we are now okay, or at least trying to come become more okay with talking about mental health and how it actually affects you in your 24 hours versus how you look at it in a week and or month or year. Uh, what I really try to tell people that are close to me, and like you said, I've told you before, is focusing on things that allow your 24 to be peaceful. Then your 24 will be peaceful as in hours, then your day will be great, then your weeks can begin to get better, then your month can continue to get better, and then your year. So the idea is taking it in bites. They, I, we talk about health, people talk about health physically, and they talk about diets, or they talk about maybe mental health, and they talk about seeing someone or talking with someone. But there's a lot of things that you can start to do personally yourself that allow you to take control over some of these things and understand before you go running to people that might not even have some of your best interests in mind. So on that note, when we start talking about the physical, fitness is important. Fitness releases endorphins. It's been talked about. It's been studied. It's been researched. I'm not telling all of our listeners to go jump in the gym and start putting weights above their heads. But a, a, a jog every morning or evening, you know, a, a simple push-up session, a simple sit-up session, anything that gets the blood working up to a, a fervent flow for about 15 minutes or so will allow you to release endorphin, which is a natural sensation of good wealth and good being that just elevates the mind and body on levels that have been documented that are as high as prescription drugs. So the idea is that you have this ability to make yourself feel better, whether it's for five minutes or 15 minutes of time, an hour or three hours of time, if you're able to just get a little bit of this fitness in that we've already seen and already know from a lot of research is beneficial. And that's just from a physical standpoint. Now, obviously, we're all working. We all have things we have to do. We all have tight schedules. So there's different things you could may possibly do at your desk or possibly just maybe make a lap around the office. But mentally is the other thing. Mentally, taking a break, being able to recharge your mental battery is just as important as taking a nap to charge the physical. We are constantly, like you said, thinking about how to get better in endeavors in our lives that we feel passionate about. That time can go past the clock to the point where it's 10, 11 o'clock at night. And a lot of people I know that are successful are constantly thinking about what they can continue to do. That, that eventually will wear on you. If all the time, every waking second of the day, you're thinking about getting better, eventually your capacity to think about getting better will start to shrink 
because the bandwidth of what you're trying to do is minimized by the energy that you can put towards it. Exactly. Exactly. That, I mean, that makes, that reminds me of like a time where, I mean, shoot, we had this conversation when I first started out my career, when we were both starting out our careers. And I was telling you that my mind was racing. I couldn't sleep at night. I was constantly anxious thinking about work all the time. And it wasn't that it was like, because people at work were making me feel, um, making me feel bad about myself or making me feel like my work wasn't necessarily as good. It was more about me always saying like, I need to get better. I need to get better. Oh, I'm not picking this up yet. Oh, I'm not doing this and that. And I remember calling you and talking to you about it. And you were like, dude, we're like two months into this, three months into this, six months into this. Like you're not going to be able to pick it up until month nine or year one. Like you're not going to truly feel comfortable in your role. So you have to start feeling comfortable being uncomfortable in order for yourself to even freaking sleep. Right. And ever since that time, it's always been like, okay, we got to live in the moment. We got to get what's done for the day. And like you were saying, you got to take care of the first 24 hours before you could take care of the first seven days, before you could take care of the first 30 days, before you could take care of the next 365 days, because it all starts with taking that one first step. And that first step for me was just being able to talk about my emotions, talking about how I was feeling. And yeah, I didn't have a therapist, but having my best friend who lives across the country there for me all the time on my on the phone was enough for me to be able to say, hey, like, this is how I'm truly feeling. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know if it's crazy or not crazy. But the, at the end of the day, I ended up to realize my emotions and, and come to the fact that it's like, what I'm feeling is what I'm feeling, whether it's crazy or not. Like you got to take all that emotion from, from social media aside and say like, Oh, well other people think that this type of thoughts are crazy or this type of thought is like, this makes you depressed or whatever it may be. It's like, no, like your thoughts are okay to have those different types of thoughts, but you just have to be able to realize them and then be able to deal with it in a fact where it's like, how am I going to continue to get better? And for me, that was, venting and being able to talk about it and talk it out and then not just venting but being willing to have a conversation about it right it's like every time we talk on the phone now it's like besides playing video games and and chopping it up like we always do when we talk seriously about work about goals about things that are coming up it's always like well bro how are you feeling like how does this make you feel because at the end of the day it's all about i mean we only have one life to live and we got to be happy during that life And if you're going to chase success or chase a certain title or chase money or whatever it is, you have to be happy doing it or else, like you said, like you're going to lose yourself doing that and you're never truly going to be able to become that that full, well-rounded person that you want to become because you're always worrying about that next thing. And at the end of the day, that next thing is going to come. It's just a matter of living in the present, right? Oh, it completely. I think uh, from the point of view of uh, me being a project manager, it, it changes my ideology when it comes to approaching things just because of the way that my mind is set up to break things down. But the idea of pushing that mentality out and telling people that dealing with things step by step allows you to positively build on things and allows you to isolate things that are negative and not to dwell on them if everything is taken as it is at surface value and then understood and then moved forward versus taken and then reacted to 
you literally are, like you said, able to build pieces and to put more together of what your true abilities and, and most likely opportunities and fulfilling the ideas and thoughts that you were trying to get done, all those things wrapped up in one versus you piecemealing it and then not necessarily feeling fulfilled while you're being successful or not being successful, but feeling fulfilled or, you know, waking up one day and being like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm going to Timbuktu. Like the idea that you don't ever really have a grasp on it. When you feel those types of feelings, like you said, the ideas of just understanding who you are are paramount to making sure that you're successful in whatever that endeavor may be. And we talk about business a lot, but these things, connect across all avenues of your life with your family, not being open to your family, not being able to be honest with the feelings that you have towards them, maybe a significant other, you know, even with your finances and yourself, you might not be honest with yourself knowing good and well that you keep spending too much money on that credit card, you know, like these are the things things that we talk about that it takes you being and holding yourself accountable that is really difficult. It is a skill that you have to practice and hone. And what we continue to talk about is that it's, it's a work in progress. It never completely is finished. But holding yourself accountable and then being able to understand these feelings and whatnot allow you to move forward in so many different aspects of when it comes to dealing with other people and yourself. Exactly. And I think I love that you were talking about accountability because that's something that we've talked about shoot i mean more than three years now right like it started back when we were playing football like i had to learn the dang playbook and i needed to seek help because i was just not picking it up and that's when i came to you i was like dude i need to learn this because one i'm getting called out during meetings and i don't know the playbook through and through i know what the corner does but i don't know what the rest of the defense does but i know you know this and i know you're willing to help me and then it's also like in turn when you kind of fast forward to the future when you work in a corporation or when you're working for yourself or when you're working anywhere right? There's a level of accountability that a business always holds you to. And they expect you to be at work from Monday through Friday from nine to five. Like that's accountability right there. And then they also expect you to get your work done and they expect you to do your best work and they expect you to do your best. But when you're working for yourself, like we do, you know, on the side, it's like, we have to hold ourselves accountable to getting podcasts out, getting blog posts out, getting the newsletter out, you know, responding back to people after they shoot us emails or DM on Instagram or get on Twitter, you know, anything of that sort, because the accountability is the biggest piece. And I think when we come out of college, you kind of lose that sense of accountability because you don't necessarily have to go to class, something that you've been going to for the last 18, 15 years of your life where you're like, man, I got to go to class or I got to go do this. I got to go do that. And it was almost like, a chore rather than something that you did on your own because you're like, Hey, I, I want to go do this or I need to do this. But with the accountability aspect in your professional life, if you don't hold yourself accountable to pay your bills or to get that workout in that you promised yourself or whatever it may be, like if, the moment that you let yourself down is the moment that you're never going to be able to hold hold anybody else to those standards. And you're not also going to hold yourself to those standards when it comes to other people. Like when I first moved out to out to Seattle, it was that same situation where I wasn't necessarily holding myself accountable to everything. And I would flake on people when I would tell them that I would go out with them or that I would go hang out with them. And I just remember feeling like a, a, a POS, like I felt like a piece of shit. Like I was like, dang, like how am I doing this to other people when I wouldn't like it to be done to myself, right? 
And then I had to completely flip the script. And we had this conversation where I was like, dude, like if you're going to tell somebody that you're going to do it, you got to go do it. Like you, you gotta, you gotta hold yourself accountable to that because if you don't, then your perception and your brand and what everybody thinks of you as a person, a friend completely goes out the door because you're just nothing but a, a gust in the wind that continues to say, st- say things that ha- holds no substance to it. And I think that that's like super, super important about how you're just talking about accountability right there. I mean, 200%. The idea is that people, ourselves included, at some point in time have to the ability to make a decision on whether they're going to hold people to standards different than they hold themselves. A lot of people get upset when people do things to them, but don't necessarily get upset at themselves when they do things to other people. So uh, that's essentially what that uh, specific idea and statement and opportunity we were talking about, about how we could be better in that regard was because, again, that was hurting your brand. That was your word. And a lot of things that we talk about really go around how you can be a better person as an entire person, not just in your day-to-day job or your endeavors. And we know that people are going to listen to the things that you say. And once you lose the value in your word, it's very, very hard to get it back. So what do we do? Instead of trying to ruin it or try to apologize, we just don't put ourselves in the position to lose the value of our word. And that goes back to holding ourselves accountable. And it's not just when we say we're going to go somewhere, it's at work too. And that those things that you, you start to do make you more valuable on your job, enrich your relationships, allow people to really take what you say for hard and important value instead of just like you heard me say recently, just words in the wind. A lot of people like to say things that sound good. We're not trying to say things that sound good because a lot of the time those don't necessarily help people. So we try to be honest and truthful. And when that is held to a higher standard on all guards, everybody wins. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And one thing that we also continue to preach to ourselves, to each other, is this um, I, I don't want to say thought, but it's more of like a principle around constant improvement. And I think this was like, we, we don't have new year's resolutions. And I think that's something that a lot of people kind of find odd is that it's like, Oh, well, it's new year, new me or new year. I'm going to hit the gym harder. I'm going to do this or that. And like we talked about earlier, it's like, we got to fix the first 24 hours before we could just have a brand new year that ends up becoming this great year because I'm going to hit the gym every single day, or I'm going to eat healthier every single day. But it's like, you have to do that in the 24 hours first, and then you have to continue to repeat that. So that way it then becomes routine. And then once it becomes routine, it's easy. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to the gym because I got to go to the gym because it's five o'clock and this is what I do. Or, you know, it's, it's those types of things. And one thing that I think is important about the whole constant improvement aspect of it is that as we're continually moving forward and improving on different aspects of our life, right? Not only professionally, but personally as well, we do take a like a quick second to stop and celebrate our wins like and i think that that's the biggest thing for us and that allows us to continue going moving forward as we consistently improve is the fact that it's like hey like dude take the night off like go do what you got to do go enjoy yourself because you just got a w today right or hey congratulations on that promotion or hey congratulations on you know breaking through on this or that like 
all of these different things that happen that are should be celebrated need to be celebrated is what I'm getting at where it's like, Hey, I get that we're going to continually improve every single day, but live in the moment. And when you feel happy and excited about something that you did well, celebrate that. I mean, if you have to, if you're taking the night off because you're, and I'm saying night off with air quotes right here, then take the night off, go grab that drink with your friends, go do what it is that makes you happy outside of the professional and personal life, like when that you truly enjoy, because if you don't take that time to celebrate, then you're always going to be chasing that, that next best thing. And that's just going to cause even more anxiety. And you're going to end up getting burned out at some point. And like, like you said earlier, Andre, I'm just going to wake up one morning and be like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And that's a place that we never want to get to. And that takes breaks, i.e. vacations or going out. I love, I love it's crazy because I like to bowl. So going down to the garage right around the corner to go bowl, go grab a drink, like go hit a rooftop, go do something that's going to help you celebrate that. Because as we like to say, like we continually improve every single day on all aspects of life, but you do have to celebrate. And I, and I think that's an important piece of, of our principle too, is just, it's not only constant improvement, but it's like celebrate the wins, whether it's a big win or a small win, because then you can be proud of that moment, proud of all the work that you did. And then when you look back and reflect on everything that you were doing to get to that moment, it helps you learn through that. So you could either one, accelerate it two, learn from your mistakes or three, you could take that and you could almost literally like put it right back into place like a plug and play. And I would love to get your thoughts on like our constant improvement kind of uh, principle as well. The real biggest thing about constant improvement is it's connected to accountability. So a lot of these things that we talk about really are connected to each other because you can't hold yourself accountable and do all these things and then them not work and you be okay. So if you hold yourself accountable, a lot of these things start to build on each other because they need each other, one, to either be successful or two, just to actually happen. You can't be consistent if you're not accountable because you won't ever punish yourself or hold yourself to a high standard of making yourself you're on time or doing what you said you would be doing. If you don't hold yourself accountable and you're not consistent, then you can't obviously have goals of doing things over long periods of time because you have no consistency. So like the things really do build on each other. And I really believe that uh, the constant improvement is them all connected to each other as one higher umbrella. So constant improvement is at the top. And as you sit at the top, everything under that is the mental health the physical health, the communication, the understanding with yourself or others and how that needs to grow, and then whatever your goals are personally, and then how all that connects to each other on a basis that allows you to win daily, then weekly, then monthly, and then like we said, yearly. I think another real big component to that as well is celebrating, but knowing when. We celebrate our wins when they're worth celebrating. That goes back to yeah. consistency and accountability. If you hold yourself accountable to doing really difficult things, and anything is really difficult if it's something that you're trying to do as a first, 
i.e. I'm trying to get this new job at this company. That's the first. You've never worked for that company before. That'd be a big deal if you got it. I'm trying to go to the gym for oh, the yeah. first time in maybe three months. That's a big deal. You get in there, man, that's huge. I'm so glad you got in there for the first time. Like That is a big win. People have a hard time celebrating or understanding what big wins are when they're actually all around you. The other part about that is holding yourself accountable and understanding that everything also isn't a big win. So after we got to the gym, now the next big win is the consistency of doing it for a straight week. Now we busted yep. the whole week. Okay, cool. Now can we do two? Now the fact that I've gone two, now obviously I can do one. So now can I do three? By the time I know it, by the time I know it, I've actually done a full month, and I haven't had to do any crazy scheme or crazy or crazy plan where I had to draw things or or come up with an accountability buddy or whatnot. I took it day by day and was able to do these steps that allowed me to build on it personally. Oh yeah, and I dude, I love that because it's one one piece to add to that too is the becoming comfortable being uncomfortable because I think about like when I first got back into the gym and I actually haven't been to the gym in a long time, but this was, you know, a year ago when I was living over on in West Seattle. And I remember going into the gym and like, everybody kind of looks at you like, who is this guy or who is this girl? Like, what are they doing here? I haven't seen them here before, you know, cause like the gym, as big as it may be, I went to an LA fitness that has, you know, thousands of members it still feels small, especially when you're consistently going there all the time. And you're going to see the same people, especially if you're going at the same times. And I just remember being like, well, I'm going to put my headphones in, get my workout in, and then I got to be here tomorrow. And I'm going to see the same people and they're going to give me the same look. And I don't really care because it's all about me right now. Like this is my me time. And I think about how others become uncomfortable in those situations. And because of that uncomfortability, they stop themselves from doing that consistency of, going all the time because they're like, oh, I don't necessarily feel like if like I belong or whatever it may be. And, and that's, you know, creating these false thoughts in your head because you automatically look inside yourself and see what's wrong with yourself before actually saying, you know, what? everybody kind of looks at me and thinks I look good or, you know, like that's not necessarily everybody's thought process thinking it so positively about themselves. So with that constant improvement and the consistency and celebrating the small and big wins, you got to be able to be comfortable being uncomfortable because then you, the sky's the limit, right? Like once you realize that not everybody is saying bad things about you, or even if they are like, who cares at the end of the day, it's a matter of doing what's right for you. Because again, you only have one life to live. And if you can live that life to the fullest by doing every single thing that you want to do correctly with extreme tenacity, but also being able to take that step back and say, Hey, like we just, got into the gym day one, got into the gym week one. And man, that was a great week in the gym. Can't wait to get back to it. I'm going to go grab a beer with my buddies on that Friday, on Friday night, because I'm celebrating the fact that I did what I told myself I was going to do. And nobody else has to celebrate it with you. But as long as you feel that gratitude from it, it's like, I mean, the world is your oyster, man. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Okay. Ah, uh, shit. We're at 30 minutes, which is good. Is there any other topic that you think we, we should uh, touch on with this? I mean, I, I, I think that that is good before you start like bleeding and it starts being like so many different things and not like 
one thing because like you can start talking about like at the end like you you could honestly do a whole episode over like uh confidence and whatnot you know what i mean like that's what that's what the last um, bit yeah. was so that's like i don't i don't want to go any deeper into you know like that part on, on the gym and like what what people think about you and whatnot like that dives in specifically to a specific topic inside of mental health you see what i'm saying like yeah so like i don't i don't want to yeah. go any deeper than that i think like right there might have been almost close to too deep with the idea of saying you know like you know people like what people say about you or whatnot because like we never really got that personal you know we were all like everything else was ideas about you know what you can do to hold yourself there like we never really talked about outside noise yeah no that's facts and that could be another episode so i mean i'm writing that down right now because i mean if because honestly i mean honestly we can't i'm saying but like at one point if that that is the ability to we have that type of uh serve like uh recording service i would have told you to go through take that piece out uh, put a filler in there and then start a whole nother one on specifically on self-confidence because you touched it twice with social media and with like the at the end with the gym and if people are talking about you or all those like both of those two statements that that and then maybe like maybe five or six more could be its own its whole own like episode on self-confidence and how valuable that is andre that was awesome man i i mean this is like a natural conversation that we consistently have if not on a daily basis on a weekly basis for sure so Thank you again for coming on the show today. As everybody knows, like we'll be seeing you, having you on here again. Um, and I can't thank you enough for all the work that you continue to do um, for us, for ourselves, and how we continue to push everything forward because it's it's a lot of fun and we have a lot of stuff coming up in the pipeline that I'm super super excited about. Oh man, I'm really I'm really excited as well. And what do I always say, man? Mike and Scotty, Mike and Scotty, we're gonna keep this going. We're going to keep this going. And the idea is that you want to impact the most people with a positive energy. And your boy is just sitting here right next to you saying full speed ahead. And in other things that we talk about in future episodes, we will talk about and dive more deep into your surroundings, who you keep with your network, and, and who's really in your corner and in your circle, allowing you and helping you and telling you, hey, if you want to reach the sky, you can definitely reach it. You could probably reach the moon. That's facts. That's facts. But y'all, go out, win the week, go do something nice for somebody. My boy Jarvis reached out to me and told me about a couple of things that he did that was nice to somebody. So keep on doing it. And I mean, shoot, we got another episode coming out next week. My boy Cal, our boy Cal is going to be coming on the show. Woo-hoo! Super have him on there he's about to be moving and grooving with us so um can't wait guys go follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash it's millennial talk hit follow us on instagram at underscore millennial way and again go do something nice for somebody and win the day let's get this bread let's get it 
Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to follow our blog at itsmillennialtalk.com. Follow us on social media at underscore millennial way on Instagram and Twitter. 